This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Libby will be back on Monday. And don't forget, tomorrow is free for all Friday. Whatever in the news has got you thinking, talking, we want to hear from you tomorrow about whatever's on your mind, uh, specifically based in the news and uh, how it's affecting you and what you want to say about it. It's your show tomorrow, free for all Friday. Are you one of the 60,000 Canadians who've complained about being targeted by someone pretending to be from the Canada Revenue Agency? The scam has received the attention of the Trudeau Liberals in Ottawa. Public Safety Minister Ralph Goodell says they're investigating phone scammers from India posing as agents with the CRA. Goodale says Ottawa is in touch with Indian authorities, allies, and intelligence agencies. And it turns out the phone scammers have stolen more than $10 million from Canadians. It's an issue that's attracted the attention of CARP, a new vision of aging, because elderly people are more vulnerable to phone scams. And in fact, we have Wanda Morris at CARP joining us here today, along with Stephanie Cadieu at Elder Abuse Ontario and Clara McGregor, staff litigation lawyer at the Advocate. Center for the Elderly. Welcome to all three of you. Hello. Hi. Wanda, I'll start Hello. with you. Um, and it's nice to, to hear your voice. It's been a while since we've chatted. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah, very alarming. In fact, I actually received one of the CRA scam calls, so I know exactly what's happening. And, and I think for, for most people, they'll recognize immediately that this is a scam. But the, the tragedy of, of these lists with, you know, so many names, hundreds of thousands of names, is it just takes a very small percentage of people, uh, to be caught for for the uh, scams to be successful and for the scammers to continue. Uh, Stephanie, tell us why elderly people are more at risk of being victims of a phone scam. What is it about as we age that allows us to believe the person on the other end? It could be for a multitude of reasons, really. Um, I think um, the older generations are simply more trusting. Um, and when you do receive a call, you know, threatening that maybe you have uh, a tax issue, that there was a problem with your last tax return, that there's missing information, um, it can be really alarming. And so uh, people are quick to react. Um, and especially when you're threatened with, you know, possible jail time or having collections agencies um, sent after you, um, it, it can be really, really stressful. And so I think people just react really quickly without putting too much thought into it. Uh, there was a piece on CBC's Marketplace about the CRA phone scam, and that's why a lot of people are talking about it and why they've called the federal government to say they, they also received it. And like Wanda, I received it on my smartphone as well. And right away I knew this is, this is not the way the CRA would contact me if there was an issue. And this particular scam begins with an automated phone message claiming that the target is facing a lawsuit over unpaid taxes owed to the Canada Revenue Agency. 
and demanding they call back or face arrest. And those who return the calls face further threats before being instructed to pay an outstanding sum, sometimes through Bitcoin or gift cards. So if that sounds familiar, if that's happened to you, that is the scam. Clara, uh, and Clara's with the Advocacy Centre for the Elderly, a lawyer with them. What are there other red flags when we're being targets or when we are being targeted for a scam? Well, it's important to remember that these scams, while primarily taking the form of telephone calls, also happen via text message and email. So I just want to say that so people are cautious about those types of scams, too. In terms of um, other red flags, there's a number of pieces of information that these scammers request during these scams that the CRA simply never would ask of somebody by telephone. So, for example, the CRA never requests payment by Bitcoin or by prepaid credit cards. The CRA would never threaten to lay criminal charges against somebody over telephone. That's not something that they do. And the CRA never leaves personal information on an answering machine. So if any of these things have happened, those are clues, red flags, that this is likely a scam. Clara, how would the CRA contact somebody if there was an issue with their tax status? Most often, the CRA will contact people via regular mail, so a paper letter to your home address. Some people do receive contact by the CRA via email, but that's only if that person has gone through the process of setting up an online account through the CRA's program called My Account. So you certainly would never be contacted by CRA via email unless you have created a My Account. Um, But yes, typically most often by letter. And if somebody is contacted by telephone by the CRA, it's possible in some narrow circumstances that that would be a genuine call. But the best thing to do would actually be to end that telephone call if you're not sure and call the CRA back and see if they have actually been trying to reach you. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We want to hear about your experiences. Have you been the victim of a phone scam? Have you been able to red flag it right away? And the reason we're doing this is not so much to make you recount an experience that may or may not have been a positive experience for you in the long run, but just to warn everybody else who's listening as well, because uh, we could all be victims of this fairly easily, uh, unless we really have our guard up. Let's go to Margaret in Niagara Falls. Margaret, go ahead. Hi, Jane. Hi. This is also familiar. It just happened to me on Tuesday. Okay, go ahead. Tell us. And uh, same as you, I got the recording. I was a number to call back, which I did. And there was a, it sounded like a call center um, in the, nor- you know, a normal business. And it was very loud, very just uh, too much noise, and it didn't fit the CRA in my mind. It would be a very calm, controlled environment. And that kind of put my back up right away. And the guy, his name was David Walker. Well, his name didn't fit what race I think he was. And it was just a very, very nasty phone call. He said, "If I, I give me, give me, please give me your full name. And I gave him my first and last, no middle. Your address, please. No, I'm sorry, I'm not giving you that. He said, if you don't give me that, I'll have the RCMP on your door and you'll be in cuffs and in jail in no time. 
I said, bring it on. Well, the way that the CBC Marketplace uh, piece portrayed it is that these fake calls are coming out of illegal call centers in Mumbai. So that may that be kind of, what you were hearing in the background. Definitely. Um, so were you, on. Margaret, were you buying into it at all before you called the number back? I, I, my nerves, I, I'm a very nervous person, so I, my nerves got, I, I was curious to find out, like, had I missed something? Had I done something wrong? As far as I knew, my, we were on the level. We owe nothing. And I was just out of curiosity. I thought I'd phone back and find out what it was all about. But when I heard the, the gentleman talking, I knew we did nothing wrong. And I, you know, it was just... You can feel when there's something wrong. Right. And that was that was very wrong. Okay, Margaret, thanks for your call. Oh, by the way, I phoned the police. Oh, good. And they said, make sure you tell all your friends this is definitely a scam. Okay, that is... Well, I've go- let everyone know that... Well, we're all seniors here. I've let everyone know that I can, you know, and that's what you have to do to protect everybody. Well, you've protected a lot of people today, Margaret. Thanks for your call. You're very welcome. Take have a good day now. You too. Stephanie at Elder Abuse Ontario, what Margaret is experiencing, the fact that she actually entered into this exchange with this phone scam, that's an example right there of how people take advantage of older people. Absolutely, yes. So, um, as I had mentioned, right, she was nervous about it at first, and she reacted right away, called back, and then she did exactly what she should have, right? She didn't provide her middle name, and as soon as her gut told her that something wasn't right, she hung up. So good for you, and um, and again, I think it's really excellent that you told your friends about it. I think that's one of the best things you can do is just, you know, if you have any doubts whatsoever, you hang up. And you contact the CRA yourself and verify and make sure that there are no outstanding um, debts and there aren't any issues with your tax return. So I think you did beautifully. Wanda Morris at CARP, A New Vision of Aging, uh, as an advocacy, uh, what's being done uh, to harness um, CARP members to, to ensure that more Canadians, especially older Canadians, are protected against these scams? Well, and, and Jane, I think this is a, a critical program that we're doing today. And really, it's about it's about education and it's about being alert. Um, we do have a, a terrific resource for our members to download. It's at uh, carp.ca slash resources. Uh, it's called Frauds and Scams. And it uh, gives examples of, of some frauds and scams that we've seen out there. So if you've been forewarned, it's easier to have our, our sixth sense come up. Uh, but I will just reemphasize what some of our other colleagues have said that uh, watch for those red flags, uh, particularly payment methods. I've heard of people being asked to provide, for example, prepaid Apple gift cards. You know, no reputable organization wants to be paid by, by gift cards or, or Bitcoin or, or postal orders. Uh, so that's a, that's a, a, a critical um, red flag that we should all be aware of and, and recognize that you always have the right to hang up. I think you, many of our seniors have been raised to be very respectful of authority, and, and this is a time when it's critically important to let that 
training go and just hang up the phone. That is an excellent point. And uh, so many of you have called in to share your stories. We need to take a quick break and we'll be right back uh, to warn against phone scams. If you want to get in on this as well, give us a call. one 866 That's our toll free number. If you're here in uh, the 416 area code, 416-360-0740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. We're talking about phone scams and how to make sure you're not the victim of a phone scam prompted by a big scam that's going on where a call center in Mumbai, India, people are there phoning numbers all across Canada, smartphones, landlines, and pretending to be the Canada Revenue Agency warning of arrest unless you give over a lot of information or or pay uh, a certain amount with gift cards and Bitcoin, of all things. Let's go to Len in Scarborough. Len, go ahead. You have a story to share? Well, um, yeah, in in the sense that uh, there's more than one scam out there. The major attention is given to the CRA. And uh, by the way, let me thank you for taking my, I mean, Jane, thank you for taking my call. But, Anytime. Um, one of the uh, scams that I found, I've been called on two or three occasions now, um, somebody purporting to be the police, and if I don't uh, get back to them as soon as possible, um, they will have me arrested. There will be a warrant out for my arrest. And um, I've reported that to the police. The police puts me through to the uh, fraud department. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. Um, and uh, the, the fraud uh, department tells me, we don't handle that. Uh, thanks for the call. So uh, I thought maybe I should phone in and make people aware of what's going on. Oh, that's interesting. You, I... you don't hear anything about it. Nothing. Okay, I'll go back to our guests and thank you, Len, for calling about that and get their reaction just to if you're just joining us, we have Stephanie Cadu at Elder Abuse Ontario on the line, as well as Clara McGregor, the Advocacy Centre for the Elderly and Wanda Morris at CARP. Maybe I'll put that question to you, Clara, since you, you are a lawyer. Uh, how should you be contacting the police? In what way to let them know about the, the scam that you've been a target of? Well, the Canada Revenue Agency recommends a few different courses of action depending on what's happened. So if you have received a deceptive communication, let's say a telephone call, you can contact the Canada Anti-Fraud Centre, but as we just heard from our last caller, that can be an unsatisfying place to go. I have the phone number here. I can provide that now or provide that afterwards for your website. Um, Sometimes you get a busy signal, I've learned, when you call the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, which can be very stressful if you're trying to find your way out of a stressful situation. Um, well, let's uh, let's give people an opportunity to grab a pen and a paper, and, and we'll give that out right before 1 o'clock. Okay, great. Um, if you have gotten to the point in one of these scam calls where you actually have provided any personal information or any financial information of any kind, contacting the police is the appropriate first step. Like contacting Toronto police? Yes, if you live in Toronto, whoever your local police department is, and give them as much information as you can about the call that you were just involved with. And call the main line, obviously not uh, 911. Yes, it's not an emergency call. 
So call their main line, exactly. Okay. Let's go to Heather in Mississauga. Hi, Heather, you're next on Fight Back. Yes, hi. Uh, uh, good afternoon, Jane. Uh, I'm just calling. I um, I uh, had a, a call, uh, a few... I, mean, I don't hope you can hear me, okay? Oh, I can hear you great. Oh, you can. Okay, I had a call a few, uh, well, last month, and uh, it was um, left on my voice message on my phone. And uh, so I knew right away it was a scam. I'm a senior. And then it was like three times in one day, like in the morning, there was, a, there was two calls. And then the next morning it came again. So I, uh, I saw there was a return number and everything. So I just blocked the number because I have relatives that get very frustrated with repetitive calls. And I blocked the number and that was the end of it. So I just encourage seniors and anyone that gets those calls just to, just to go on your phone and block that number. And, uh, you know, you might get other calls that might come from a different number, but just keep blocking the number. And it, uh, it really helps because it's so frustrating. Well, remind us how we block a number. Uh, well, you just go on your, you just look at the, the, the number and then up there's the little, uh, the little dots on the top of your, call, your last caller. And then you check on it and it says, it shows the number and then you just push block this number. And then it says all calls from this number will be blocked. Well, that's, uh, that's good advice. I, I want to ask Wanda Morris at CARP about that. Do mm-hmm. the phone scammers, how do they find out or knowing that older people are more susceptible to falling for these things? How are they finding out or are they able to find out the identities of people to know that they are older and, and, and that they might be more successful with their scam? Uh, well, I think what they're doing is they're, they're hacking lists and they're targeting lists that are uh, typically have a higher representation of, of older folks, although certainly we've had reports of, uh, you know, heard reports of CRA scam calls going, going to others as well. But um, when you think about the, the people that are most likely to, to be on these lists that have got a, you know, a landline or have provided a phone number, it often skews older. And frankly, those are the folks that are more likely to be home to take the call. Oh, that's an excellent point. Stephanie, did you want to add to that? Stephanie Kedju at Elder Abuse Ontario. Um, I think, you know, um, I think people just need to be more careful at the information that they provide as well. It could be something like when you go to a store and they ask you for your postal code or your email address. That's another avenue for getting your information out there. And all these um, different companies are, are compiling these lists. And, yeah, they get hacked into. Sometimes they get sold or interchanged. And so this is how they're accessing your information. So be very wary about um, the kinds of information that you give. And um, just make sure that you also... Um, Maybe um, some people can also take some um, some computer savviness lessons. So um, especially um, when it comes to um, these phishing scams that are happening via emails, I mean, there are some things that you should be looking out for, particularly uh, when it comes to how um, the email was written. So you're looking for mistakes in grammar, right. um, and also if you t- if you put um, uh, your 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 cursor over a link. Um, it'll show you, if you just let it hover, don't click on it, um, it'll show you where you're um, going to be reverted to. And th- what they do is they create these fake websites. So if if you do hover your mouse over it and you notice that the website doesn't make sense, um, then don't click on it. And if you do click on it and you go to the to this website, this fake website, um, 
you'll notice that it's not secured. So if you take a look at the URL, okay, the actual website um, uh, name at the top of your, your web browser, you'll notice that it always starts by HTTP, and then it'll be a semicolon and um, backslash, backslash. So you're looking for HTTPS, and there's usually um, an icon of a, um, of a lock in place. And so that's how you know it's a secure website. Um, and th- those are just some little things that people need to be more um, cautious of. Also taking a look at you know, the, the email address from the sender. So if you received an email from CRA, and you, the sender is, you know, I don't know, um, it could be um, royalmusic at um, hotmail.com, well, then it doesn't make sense, right? So mm-hmm. you're looking for um, those, those um, inconsistencies in, the, in the, the email. That's excellent advice. We had similar advice given to us by our tech experts here at Zoomer Media to make sure that we're not uh, the victims of phishing scams online to uh, protect our sites here at Zoomer Radio and Zoomer Media in general. So good advice all the way around. Let's get back to the phones here. We're getting short on time. William in Toronto, go ahead. You're next. Hi, Jane. Um, um I've called three times on this before, and I'm concerned that nothing is being done about it. And how does the government know this uh, uh, call center is in Mumbai, India? And if they know, why don't they do anything about it? Well, it sounds like they are. I mean, uh, Ralph Goodale, our our, uh, public... our public safety minister was talking about this just yesterday, that they are investigating the phone scammers from India. So it looks as though, based on this marketplace investigation on uh, CBC, that some work is being done on our behalf as, as Canadians. Let's go to Diane in Toronto. Hi, Diane. Oh, hi there. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. What's your story? Yes, uh, about a year ago... I got a call from them, from uh, the so-called CRA, uh, and I was lucky enough to know it was a scam because I, um, you know, I heard about it. And uh, what happened was they asked me for my name, and I said, well, if I owe you money, you must know my name. And I wouldn't give them any information, and I got a little rude and frustrated and hung up on them. And a while later, I get a voicemail that uh, there's a warrant out for my arrest, and I live in a senior's building, so I just went downstairs because we congregate in a little lobby area to chat and socialize. And I said, well, they're coming for me. <laughs> and we all had a good laugh about yes. it. And one of the women there had had been scammed uh, a while before that. And it basically makes me angry. And when they asked me for my name, I was tempted to say, oh, I'm Laurel Bacall. <laughs> and I live on 123 uh, Humphrey Bogart Street in the lovely town of Casablanca. Just for your own amusement. Yes, I get it. But I was more enraged than anything else. I was really angry because I thought, how dare they? Yeah. And I'm glad that I was on to them. And the thing is, I did phone up uh, Revenue Canada. And one of the people I was speaking to there said he got a similar call. And he works for Revenue Canada. Right. And um, I also called the police. And the police officer said that he got a call one night and he he answered you know detective sergeant so-and-so from such and such a division and they still went on 
Yes, imagine. And, um, yeah. I'm glad that they're, they're on to it now, that the government is doing something about it. Okay, Diane, thank you so much for calling, and I'm glad you shared your experience with your social circle, because that's how, once we're all sort of sharing experiences as we are today, we're protecting each other. Uh, there are some information I want to make sure we get out. Clara McGregor at the Advocacy Center for the Elderly, you are going to give us the Anti-Fraud Center information. Yes, the telephone number is one triple eight four nine five eight five zero one. One eight 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 four nine five eight five zero one. And you said that oftentimes it is busy, but you can keep trying and then report what's happened to you to them. Mm-hmm. And the direct number for the Canada Revenue Agency, I think, is very important for everybody listening. I can provide that now. It's yes, one eight hundred. Nine five nine eight two eight one, and that's the number to call if you're not sure you might owe some money from the Canada Revenue Agency. They'll be able to tell you. Okay, one eight hundred nine five nine eight two eight one. I want to thank our panel uh, for this discussion on phone scams. Uh, Clara McGregor, thank you. Stephanie Cadu at the Elder Abuse Ontario, and Wanda Morris at CARP, a new vision of aging. Thanks for sharing your time and your knowledge. Thanks for having us. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.